Um, so, follow-up to the past two weeks where I've been, you know, talking about the girl who I have, like, this huge crush on, and I'm just all in lovey-doveys, and I'm so happy. And, I, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm picturing a life, I'm picturing happiness, Blake, you know? Um, so, and great news. No, I'm gonna have to open up another beer for this one. Uh, so, great, great news for this week. <gasps> I just want to let everybody know... That the girl I have this huge crush on. Yeah, no, she just she just kind of wants to be friends for now. We're both really busy, so. Uh... There we go. Yep. Yeah. You know what? I just du I'm, I'm double fisting for you, buddy. Hey, no, I I cold open, you cold open, and that's that's how things go. So, ladies and gentlemen, two hundred two hundred pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal back on the market. Who's ready to get sad? Yeah! Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It is time, I said it is time for a load, a load, all my load. Of BS, you know. Sorry, you guys couldn't see that, but I actually, ha I was a ghost and had my arms around my co-host this week. It is he, the B to the L A K E. It's he, Blake Tanner. Come and on, I'm, baby. I'm dabbing at you from hundreds of miles away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and god. Blake's dabbing on him, because we know Mims. Uh-huh. Over there, that is the S. Oh, yes. Scotty oh, Moore. Oh, shit it, that boy. <laughs> um, oh. Dude, so between what is our cold open, me losing that girl, and having to work, I think this is like, for the past five days, I've worked 12-hour shifts. Nice. I'm going to die. But, um, so today I fought, like, and for the past three days I couldn't, like, have food. Because I, like, I've been spending money on, like, Christmas presents, so I couldn't afford groceries. So my life has been real sad. And I got, like, I finally got my money today from my check, and I was so happy, because I was like, I'm gonna get pizza. <laughs> I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get three days pizza. And... I, I went on PizzaHut.com and tried to order, man. And, like, at the same time, I'm talking to my dad, and I'm leaving for... I'm actually leaving the great state of Florida in the next week, which is my Christmas gift to myself. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving Florida, finally. Um, so, so I was like, well, I'll just get pizza, and that'll last me till I leave. And so I'm talking to my dad. My dad's just like, you know to be at the airport at 2. You know, to, like, two hours beforehand. You know to do this. You need to do that. Meanwhile, the Pizza Hut fucking website refuses to josh damned work. So I'm sitting there hearing my dad in one ear, and in the other ear just seeing, like, you're not getting pizza, Scotty Moore. <laughs> <laughs> you will never get this pizza. It's so, uh, dude, I almost legitimately cried. It was that kind of moment. And so I finally, I'm like, I hung up on my dad. I was done with him. And I called the Pizza Hut. And just the sweetest voice came over. It was like they knew. They knew what we had been, what I had been. 
he was just like, hi there, how you doing today? You want to, what are we, what can we get for you? And I was just like, just please just get me these pizzas and the breadsticks. He's like, you want extra cheese on the breadsticks? I'm like, well, you know the seasoning? Could you do extra seasoning? Because it's my favorite thing. And he's just like, of course, it's your favorite thing. Even when, like, reading back the order, he's like, well, two pepperoni pizzas, one breadsticks with extra seasoning, because it's your favorite thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he's just like, um, what was it? He was just like, well, you've got your, looks like you got your lunch, you got your dinner, you got your beverage. Would you like some dessert? And I'm like, more than anything you could ever know. <laughs> You know he, it. His name is <laughs> his name was Thomas too. Like I remember it. So anyone anyone who's ordering from the Orange Blossom Pizza Hut in recent month, in recent like soon weeks, just let him know Scotty sent you and let him know Thomas is a badass. But Blake, you know who Thomas reminded me of? He just oh. remind he reminds me of a great soul we know, we know. Oh, I fucking wonder. Yeah, who could it be? What do you hear? Who? Do you what? hear the do do you hear the sounds? It's it's Blake, like, it's like Blake, trumpets. What is Blake, that? No, Blake, oh. could it be? <gasps> is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It's him! The sexy boy! It's the sexiest boy alive! Austin Yates! Welcome to the podcast, buddy! Hello. Um for starters. Definitely not the sexiest boy. Um, maybe. Are you a? Maybe you the a boy hairiest. Uh, a boy. A boy I, toy. Are you? A boy. Oh. Are you our boy toy? Um, I I guess. Do, yeah. Do you have do, do you have the looks that drive the girls wild? No, no, I don't oh, have that. Austin. I I don't know. I think you. I think the definition of wild could be you know very wide. <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> Screaming and running away in fear. <laughs> Definitely ah! that one. I think you're on the right track. Although, yeah. mm. I did this last week. Shaved my face for the first time in years and cut all of my hair off. I had a foot to give to charity. It was pretty great. Oh, that's really nice. You're I'm sorry that you had to look like a gigantic cock for a yeah, week. Yeah, a hideous cock. Uh, no, I will. Anytime I'm on shaving, I just look like a complete hideous cock. Yeah, yeah. um... <laughs> No, the worst part about going to get the pizza is the fact that I dressed up in my unicorn onesie to do it. <laughs> oh gosh! And and I knew I needed a, I knew I needed booze for tonight's show, so I went. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even stop at like a Seven Eleven. I went to a stone cold liquor store, picked out like. Mm. Which, by the way, if you've never had like the piked hurricane, spiked hurricane punch smeared on ice, uh, don't. This shit's <laughs> terrible. We but covered this last week, Scotty. No, no, no. This is a no. This isn't like the Gatorade Smirnoff Ice. This is like in a can. And also, Smirnoff Whoa. Ice is terrible. <laughs> so, um, I'm waiting in line, and there's like the people who are clearly cooler than me, and they just turn around, and I even put on the hood of the unicorn onesie <laughs> just to make a point. Just to, <laughs> I just wanted them to see if they would card me. Just so I could say the badass line, do I not look like an adult to you? <laughs> but, like, uh, uh, the dude turns around and is just like, hey, man, where are you going? That's all. Awesome. That's a nice costume. And I'm like, I'm just, you know, buying alcohol and pizza and then going home alone to do a show on the internet. <laughs> uh, oh. And then, the, and then he's just like, man, you know it's not Halloween, but, you know, it's all right. You're all good. And I'm like, he was judging the fuck out of me. <laughs> And then he goes, you know, for Halloween, my uncle dressed up as a naked man. 
And I'm like, I bet that was cheap. I bet that was cheap. He goes, no, it was expensive. He got it from Circuit City. I'm like, wait, what the what? what? <laughs> There's a reason you're at a liquor store on a Thursday yep. night. Got arrested, too. I did get offended, though, because when I went up to the register, he's just like, man, you a bunny? Who's your owner? I'm like, firstly, I'm a fucking unicorn. Secondly, what kind of weird fetish relationship do you think I'm in? <laughs> where I just go out dressed as like a bunny rabbit, and then my woman must come find me. <laughs> like, you're just asking around, excuse me, have you seen my owner? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. She's got my leash and everything. Oh, no, no, no. It'd be even better. She comes and she tries to find me. But then I just point to the door of the liquor store where there's a sign clearly written that says duck season. (laughs) And then the owner comes and rips it down and it says wabbit season. Uh, What, you don't like those Looney Tunes fetish relationships? That's That's pretty weird. How did we go so far so fast? Did, oh, hold on. If you want to go the furthest, did I ever tell you about the girl? Did I ever tell you about the girl I knew in high school who's basically her and her boyfriend's thing was she would go to the mall and just, you know, pretend to be a normal teenage girl. Then her boyfriend would come, like, pick her up, mm. steal her away, like, kidnap her, and then throw <laughs> her in the trunk of his car. I remember th- this. Yeah! I'm like, what? And this is like a 17-year-old girl, and her boyfriend was like 23, and I'm like, no, that's not... A, that's oh. not right. B, what? She's like, <laughs> yeah, and then, then we just kind of like fuck rape in the parking lot. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's those, a, mm. those words don't go together. <laughs> See? Ever! The worst we ever had to worry about was old shit dick. <laughs> shit dick? Uh, you see, shit dick would only ever do it in the butt. Oh, okay. And as you can guess... There was some shit dickery. There was a little bit of shit dickery. How is it when we have the kindest soul we know on the podcast, we immediately go blue as fast as possible? I don't know. Austin, tell us your most horrible story. Uh, that I've done or that I've been around? Yes. Uh, I I say been around because I think Austin's too good of a soul. Let's see, uh... When I was a freshman, uh, a bunch of my friends bought a bunch of Molly, and we all decided to go to a rave, (laughs) and they were going to do a bunch of Molly. And uh, someone else, while they were high as fuck, came by with tabs of acid, I think. And so everyone was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. And I was the babysitter. And uh, (laughs) things started getting getting rapey real fast. A lot of dudes just started showing up and like, grinding on all of my lady friends and I was like hey I'm looking out for them they're not really in a great place and all of yeah. my friends were like Austin it's fine we're having a fun time <laughs> <laughs> oh god, so, god that's, the, that's the weird thing about Austin is the fact that like Austin is the kindest nice Austin is baby Mr. Rogers and yet he's just like yeah I was around the people doing Molly and Acid all day um uh, to be fair, this sounds exactly like my experience trying to talk to people that have been on Molly. Yeah. yeah. You well. know, Jesus stayed around the sinners. <laughs> so, anyways, we end up, uh, after like 20 minutes of my friends getting pretty much publicly sexually assaulted and being totally cool with it, 
after yeah. a little while, I just kind of am like, all right, guys, y'all wanted to go to Waffle House now, remember? And I said <laughs> it loud enough and frequently enough that finally one of them was like, oh, yeah, I did want to go to Waffle House. <laughs> so oh we finally God. end up there, and one of the guys just kind of comes with us, one of these mystery hunks. And, <laughs> and so the other mystery hunks have scattered by this point, but we end up at Waffle House, and we're getting to know this guy. I don't remember his name. I don't think it matters. I don't think he had a real name. Uh, we end up, uh, all the ladies are like sleepy, and so I decide, all right, let's take everyone home. And finally, one of them, and the mystery hunk stayed with us. He was really sleepy too, and I was naive and a freshman. And so, like, I'm babysitting, and they're both really sleepy, so I'm like, look, guys. I've got two couches. Y'all just come to my dorm and hang out and pass out on these couches. Oh, no. I don't don't like where this is going. (laughs) And uh, so we take them. I take those two back to my dorm. Everyone else found their own place home after I, you know, dropped them off and stuff. And uh, finally, like, everyone's asleep. I leave the door to my room open so I can keep an eye on things, make sure there's no fuckery happening. And Mm -hmm. uh, around 3 in the morning, I hear a sound. And I get up. You know, taking a look around. No one's in the couches out there. And so I'm like, huh, well, that's a little odd. And I start to go back to bed because I just think, ah, they must have, you know, fucked off somewhere else. And then I hear the door to my porch open. And I think, oh, no. And I go out there (laughs) and just fucking just wildly, like, you can hear the slap of flesh on flesh just, like, (laughs) ringing in the air. They're just going at it on my balcony and just, man, Oh my! I was pretty upset that the first people how to talk on my balcony were not me and some other person. How on high the up balcony? How, up? 11th, how high up is your dorm? 11th floor. Oh my god! Oh, shit! Wait a minute. Wait, where on the 11th? Wait, no, I was 10th floor, wasn't I? Austin, were you were you a transfer to our university, or did you go all of your years? Uh, I've been here all of my years. Okay. okay. Oh my god, do you think the fuckery think... happened on my balcony as well? No, I think you were on the ninth floor? Ninth or tenth. Oh, yeah. it's whatever, but damn, son! Fuck. Fuckery upon the balcony! Yeah. Man, th- those mystery hunks are quick! I know, I know. <laughs> so, I... I... I wish I had been comical enough to grab a broom and start smacking him with the broom, but instead <laughs> I just kind of, like, started smacking the window and, like, hey, hey, you two, get out of here. <laughs> and, you uh, damn cats. At which point they jump off the balcony like two cats and run down to fuck on another balcony. Now, oh. My friend Ashley, like, she just kind of turned to me with this, like, s- ridiculous expression of, oh my god, I'm getting fucked right now, and it's really nice kind of look. And the dude looked at me like a mystery hunk, and <laughs> neither of them were really stopping, so I just kind of like, ah! and eventually after enough of that, they finally like pulled each other apart because they finally realized that they were being observed. And, uh, oh, no shit. and I oh, sent man. the guy home, I told him to grab a cab and just get out of here, and uh, I told Ashley she could sleep on the couch as much as yeah. she needed because she was... Real fucked up. On a uh, I like that your fuck off sound is. Ah! <laughs> I mean, what oh, else? Man. What else do you say? It's <laughs> the weirdest. The weirdest breaking up. Uh, good friend of the show, Jacoby Dove, also the star of my book, Quizzle Corp. Uh, he is the master at breaking up fucking. 
He one time he pulled a sword on a guy. Jesus uh, Christ. Oh, he pulled a sword on. However, my friend Nathan did respond very well because he fought him back with his own sword. Like his dick? Yes. Yep. And then <laughs> Jacoby just kept hitting him in the dick with the hilt of the sword. Um, and then one time, I think they were off in, like, we were at a bonfire, and they were off in the darkness just doing it in the woods. And Jacoby ran out there naked and just jumped on them. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, isn't that point? just about the definition of sexual assault? No, not if you <laughs> land on the guy. Ah, <laughs> gotcha. Oh, I've been lucky enough never, like, I've almost interrupted sexual encounters, but I've had the good fortune to just, like, have that spidey sense. Where it's <laughs> like, the sexy wait, sense. if I open this door, something's going down. <laughs> I'm just going to turn around and pee in the bushes. Yep. Um, uh, which may like, or may not have been the spidey sense that I had when a certain other person on this podcast it may or may not be my co-host was in the bathroom. Hey, suck. <laughs> that was that was nothing. It was literally nothing because I was just like, look, it's going to stay up, but it's not going to finish. It's way too awkward. I know Blake is out there. Are we I talking about Are we talking about Calvin's party, the one where I just was crying <laughs> the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Austin, God. way to make me feel like shit. I know, man. It, it was it, such a shit. It was a badass party. I was getting we, laid in the bathroom, smoking a hookah. Austin's like, oh. I was just crying. <laughs> I equally hated that party because uh, I was just there. Look, no, I told you that party is the equivalent of WrestleMania 30. It had its ups for me, and it had some real big downs for me. Like, you, trust me, when The Undertaker lost the streak, I did not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, is that think... what the... That's my new term, The mm-hmm. Undertaker losing his streak. That's what it calls when my dick doesn't work. <laughs> uh, I think... You know what? Before that party, Austin even had a premonition. A premonition? A premonition that it was going to be a bad night, and we all should have listened. Oh. I wasn't there for the premonition. I was busy with three drunk women in my car. All of them attractive, and me going, this is going to be a good night. Not as fun as you think. <laughs> at which at which point, like, you know, it cuts down, it, like, it freeze frames on me. Yep, that's me. <laughs> so, Scotty, I don't know if you have a story agenda, but have I told you anything about my most recent party? No, go ahead. Oh, boy. Uh, honestly, this last Halloween party I threw was the biggest party I've ever been a part of, ever. Uh, you know my giant trash palace. The, <laughs> yes. Uh, mm-hmm. The vampire's den. We had at maximum headcount 180 people uh, when Holy we shit. were like Damn. totally full. We had a front porch DJ, an inside DJ, and a back porch DJ. Uh, we burned through 12 gallons of jungle juice in about an hour of the first hour of the party, and then we went for a restock, had six more gallons, killed that in about 15 minutes or so. <laughs> Good uh, God, fucking clutch. At one, I'm so sad that I didn't get to make it. At one yeah. point, a guy stole a keg, brought it to my party, told <laughs> everyone it was a free keg, and I asked him, like, dude, where'd you get this keg? And he was like, man, I'm just feeling generous. And I was like, awesome. And uh, how, did, how did you find out it was stolen? Well, after we, we, as a collective party, killed that keg in like 10 <laughs> minutes or so, uh, yeah. this swarthy, red-faced jowl-lined gentleman from my next-door house 
Stern oh, walks no. over to me and like points at the keg with his thumb. He's like, "Is that my keg?" And I was like, "Probably." Let me go get the guy. And uh, <laughs> he so just I, jacked it from your neighbor. Yeah. And so I like go and grab this other guy. Brandon is his name. And I just met Brandon that night. Officers. Like, he just kind of showed up at my house, and the only person who knew him was my buddy Matt. But yeah, I pull Brandon aside and I say, "Hey, man, did you steal that keg?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." And I was like. <laughs> cool. Can you talk to its owner? He's here. And he's like, yeah, I got this, man. So I walk out with Brandon and this other guy, whose name I totally don't even remember, and yeah. listen to him as he's like, Tom Sawyer's in, into not only being okay with us having completely killed his keg, but also convinced him to bring his entire party over to my place. So we just <laughs> added the sum of his fraternity into my house's party. What? And, uh, that was about the time when we got to 180 people, and it was about 3 in the morning by that point. Yeah. Oh. Oh, God. Uh, that is beautiful. Are you futzing with your mic, by the way? I don't think so. Okay, I keep hearing some fuzziness. Anyways, uh, mm-hmm. son of a bitch, Austin. God. You need to have another crawfish boil. That was clutch. It was yeah. good, but gosh, um, the crawfish boil was tiny compared to this. We were, yeah. it was impossible to walk through the house. People were walking around it just to be able to see other people on the other side. But you oh. need, you, you've made one mistake, Austin. You had a front DJ, a back DJ, a main DJ. You need a live load of BS DJ <laughs> going just, on in the back. No, you could set us up in your room mm-hmm. in the top of the house where nobody goes. Yeah. Actually, we had people upstairs, too. Uh, people essentially turned my room into the weed room, which I was kind of okay with strictly because otherwise they were going to smoke weed in, like, the visible yeah. parts of the house. Mm-hmm. It was a well, weird night. Well, that's not good. Yeah. It was a um, weird night. Holy shit, dude. That's... What the fuck, Austin? Man, there's always a Wii room, isn't there? There has yeah, to be. Yeah, it has to happen. It That's just, how college works. If you don't have a weed room, then, like, the whole place is the weed room. And then you're in trouble, because that's when you get found out. Man, that's what that's the thing about being a grown-up, is the fact that I'm like, oh, I have two rooms? In college, it would have been like, oh, that wouldn't be the re- weed room. Now that I'm a grown-up, I'm like, well, that's my office. That's where my computers are going to go. And that's where I'm going to be doing my work. Excellent. <laughs> I can uh, put up a lovely canvas. Uh, uh, and if you want a canvas of oh boy. M- my face, Blake's face, both of our faces, uh, or, you know, my book, Queasel Corpse Poster, head on over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen merch.aloadofpurebs.com that is where you can go to get t-shirts hoodies fucking phone cases yes uh what we got some weird shit on there a giant picture of Blake's face on a t-shirt mhm and a really really sweet looking hoodie yes i i just made uh i have actually now nope that's getting cut out cuz it's not being announced yet uh never mind uh, yeah, you could get all kinds <laughs> Yeah, you could get a bitchin' hoodie, uh, a beanie, whatever the fuck you want, over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right. Oh. Uh, now, now, Austin Yates. Hmm, hmm. Uh, you know, we brought you on this show because we love you, but we also brought you on the show because you were just... Your astounding power... To spread positivity. 
I uh, I appreciate you, that greatly. And you know, oh, you won't in a minute. Oh. Um, <laughs> but you know, we've got some swarthy characters on this show, Austin. We got some real angry people, and so uh, mm -hmm. so we decided, if you would, if you could kindly lead the first ever BS anger management class. I I can certainly try my best. Uh, um, okay. I, it's good because these bastards are bastard coded oh, yeah. bastards. Um, well, uh, let, let's just let's let's introduce you to them, Austin. You may not know them. I know you haven't listened to the show a lot. Um, first up, we have the lead singer for your favorite band and mine, Limp Biscuit. Uh, he's been having rough times lately, but uh. Austin, your first member of your class is, of course. The great Fred Durst. Hey, what's up, Austin? How you doing? You having a good time? Oh yeah, shit. Um, that that's how he talks. I hope you're fine with that. Fine good to with see that. you again, Fred. Good, good to meet you, Fred. I'm looking forward to working with you. Um, up next, um, a, a, a champion, a true champion, um, actually a a double champion right now in the UFC, <laughs> the great Irish fighter. But of course, he's got a temper to him. It's Conor McGregor. How the fuck are you doing there, you bearded looking fuck? Look like a nasty cock is on a top of fucking tiny dick. How you doing? It's, uh, it's good to meet yeah. you, Mr. McGregor. Uh, yeah, he's, hey. he, he's got to get, he's probably the angriest of the bunch. Uh, up next, Austin, you're at, uh, actually, he's fresh off uh, a court mandate to be here. He oh. was, uh, a gr he's a great police officer, but... In recent weeks, he may have uh, he may have let the gun slip. Some bad things might have happened, and uh, it's your job to bring him back down to justice. This is Detective T Thunderbird. Yeah, don't know why I have to be here, but uh, you know, Thunderbird, you shot you shot four children. Oh God! You killed younglings <laughs> <laughs> that were uh, dealing drugs. <laughs> drug dealing children. Okay. These were uh, child soldiers and uh, <laughs> drug dealing child over. soldiers. Yes. Mm. And then uh, up up next, you've got a five person class. The next one, she wow. was on the show last week, but we uh, we didn't hire her, and she she's just been real upset about it. Uh, she is the big beast known as Bertha, and Bertha Bertha is here. She's here to learn from you. Bertha hey. is also here because of Title Nine. Hey, how you doing? Name's Bertha, and I'm here to fucking, I guess, not get angry at these two little fucks who wasn't gonna give me a fucking job! Okay, Bertha, I'm sorry. Your seat's alright over here, Bertha. It's okay. Uh, uh, you just give me my fucking seat and a couple menthols, and I'll be fine. In my notes, I put Bertha in all capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it's spelled. That's the correct spelling of Bertha. Good, uh -huh. good. Um, and then, well, you know something, Austin? Since you are, of course, the ultimate force of light, we couldn't help but to bring in the ultimate force of darkness. Austin Yates, you must tame the man known as the Undertaker. Oh, I don't... I don't know Aust if I'm qualified. Austin Yates, you may try to tame the demon of Death Valley, but at the end of the day, your soul will... Rest in peace. That's actually relieving to hear. Oh, yeah. 
You know, I never really thought about it that way. <laughs> I guess it does sound really nice. I'd rather rest in peace True. than, like, you know, not rest at, at, <laughs> at the end of the day. And yeah. day being metaphor for life. Um, all right, that Austin. You know what? My mind has been blown already in this segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Austin, your students are here. It's time to teach them some anger management. If you want to ask questions, if you want to, you know, teach them life lessons, do whatever you need to do. All right. Um, why don't we start <laughs> chronologically here? Uh, Mr. Durst, why don't you... Give me hey, little, what's up? Why don't you give me a little rundown on what you've been feeling lately? All right, you know, sometimes you just don't want to wake up. Everything sucks. Everything is fucked. The best you don't want to try, but you gotta justify ripping someone's head off. Now look, Fred, we can't afford to play break stuff on the podcast. <laughs> if you could please do something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. It's just. It's just, you know, things have gotten pretty rough, and I just can't really handle it right now, you know. It's a lot of pressure being a 90s artist in a 2010 world. That's how it is. Fred, why does your voice get really deep like that? Yeah, uh, Fred, what? I'm going to ask a question, and I want you to be honest. Okay, I'm always honest. always keep it real. (laughs) Are you actually Bobcat Goldthwait? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just Fred Zerse. I'm the leader of Limp Biscuit, baby. L-I-M-P. Biscuit is right here. R- really? That That's who you are? Yeah, that's exactly who I am. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I, I think we might need to... Austin, if you want to go into your notes and change Fred Durst to Bobcat Goldthwait. I'd actually, <laughs> I'd actually argue how similar this is to Fred Fred Burger from... Uh, <laughs> If you recall Fred Fred Durst. Or like Fred Fred Durst. Fred Fred Durst. Fred Fred Durst. Oh, Fred Fred Burger. That's a reference. Okay, well, that's that's the story of Fred Fred Goldthwait. Austin, I also love that you're taking notes. I really, I had a feeling that if I didn't start writing these names down early and some little tidbits, I was going to lose track of where we were real quick. That's... That's you fine. are so right. Okay, uh, up, up next, who you got? What's your next question for your class? Uh, so, Detective T. Thunderbird. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear about the scenario that led to your shooting of four uh, chi- child drug dealers slash soldiers and their ages, namely, and the circumstances that you were forced to take their lives under. Also, soldiers of fortune, I think they were. They weren't just soldiers. <laughs> All right, listen. This is what happened. <clears throat> uh-huh. Me and my team, we're out. We're on the beat. And uh, we run across a group of drug dealers. You know, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh-huh. We chase them down. We take them down. And we start interrogating them. And they lead us up the chain of command. Because that's how you deal with drug dealers. You take them down from the bottom up. Now, now Thunderbird, I hate to interrupt. And Austin, I know you're leading, but I do have the notes on this. Uh, it says all of this took place at Corner View Elementary School? Where, yeah. So these were all children drug dealers? Like actively no, the, in the classes? First ones, the first ones were actually the teachers. Oh, okay. What were the drugs in question? Uh Meth, heroin, super heroin, uh, crack cocaine meth, 
Um, Question. Um, s- considering you started with the teachers and we end up with the four dead kids, are you su- and also working from bottom to top, are you suggesting to me that the four kids that you ended up taking the lives of were, in fact, the leaders of this criminal drug ring? <laughs> You're goddamn right they were. Those little bastards. They were uh, criminal masterminds. Hey, man, were. y'all killed my dealers. What's up with that? Mr. Durst, Mr. Durst, we got to... cocaine from? I don't understand. Mr. Durst, we got to hear each other out. Yeah, yeah, those were my people. You killed them with the cold blood. All right, that's a a confession. I'm taking you in after this session. Get to the (laughs) bottom of this. Yeah, that's right, you fucking dumbass. That's why you don't tell the fucking police officer that you're sniffing drugs. Oh, yeah, guess what, you little motherfucker. You won't fight Fred Durst, I'll do it any fucking time. You couldn't fucking fight me if you wanted to, you little bitch. Be a two-hit fight, I hit you, you hit the fucking ground, that's what's gonna happen. Hey, Fred, Fred, uh, Irish McFuck redhead, shut up. Alright, so why don't we open up by... Could someone just give me a fucking pack Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. Hey. Pardon me? So... The fuck you just call me? Let me open up by saying you're all... I am a proud southern woman. Bertha... You're just as much a gentleman to me as you are a gentle lady. <laughs> now, that's aw, the sweetest thing anyone's all ever I was going to say is, gentlemen, we are all separated by barriers of digital communication. You can make all so the open threats you want, but... All right, Austin, next question. Um, all right. Bertha, you seem like you've got a lot of rage that you just generally keep on the surface. Can you tell me about what it is in your life that makes you feel like that's the most safe style for you to live? Well, you know something? <sighs> At the end of the day, when you're raised by a father who only wanted a boy and beat you in the shed every day, you just gotta... Uh, you just gotta deal with it head on. That's what I've always done with my problems. Face them head on. All of my crimes face them head on. Apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> Apply directly to the forehead. Hey. I like her. Tough, yeah. get shit done attitude. That's, that's yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, I really nuts. like the way this girl works. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but fucking, yeah, she's a bit terrifying. I think if I stepped in the ring wire, she'd fucking take me down. Thank you very much. Now, Bertha, a lot of what you've said seems like it's centered around the need for almost, perhaps, a replacement for fatherly approval. But here it seems like your natural mannerisms alone, they engender approval by their very state of being. Perhaps that's a, uh, you know, that is your own peace in that way, perhaps. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we all have to find our peace and get our peace. And my piece involves a cigarette, a cold beer, and going out and finding a nice piece from a hunk like yourself. That's a, that's all I need. Thank you, Austin. That's all I need. Oh, well, she's she's leaving. She's... Oh! Bertha! Bertha, Bertha wait! She's opening a window and... Whoa! She's flying away! I oh, had a feeling she, that Bertha was, in fact... One of the bird people. I'll just go ahead and delete she's, her from my notes. Problem she's l- solved. She's leaving to be with her people. And we should leave her be. Oh, so shit. This got real. 
What? I'm some more surprised that came from fucking McGregor. <laughs> no. I, look, I may be a man of anger, but I know when a woman needs to go home. Well, Bertha! I'll be back for you. Don't forget me, Thunderbird. Well, Austin, I guess that means that Austin Yates. Ah, uh, Mr. Taker, you. Uh, may I call you under? Call me under what? <laughs> Your name. <laughs> you will refer to me as the demon of Death Valley, the taker of souls. I am the Undertaker. Hmm. I'll just stick to Mr. Taker if you're uncomfortable with Under. Um, so, Mr. Taker, I've heard very little from you tonight. Are, are you feeling all right? You know something, Austin. You may think these souls are able to be converted to your ways of good. But the pull of darkness will claim their souls eventually. Eventually, they will all fall to the demon. That sounds really silly. <laughs> oh, shit! Okay, I don't, I don't mean to step in, because this fucker's seven foot tall and scary as fuck, but are you fucking serious right now? You're really going to talk to him that way? Uh, you know what? Well, we got well, well, Fred Durst got the floor right here. Take it. Let me tell you something right now. You know, I made your career when I wrote Rollin', 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 Rollin'. <laughs> that damn song nearly ruined my career. How dare you speak to me in that way? Yeah. No, take her. It's whatever. It's just. Uh, you will rest in. Peace. Why has the behest? Um, Blake, Taker definitely just chokeslammed Fred Durst to hell. Wow. This is I not good. Just, I think he just fell through the floor. No, there's fire down there, dude. That's not. Oh no. Do you see, Austin? How quickly they fall. Mr. Taker, I I don't exactly take you for a weak man, so I'm gonna be very blunt with you. I think that you're just going through a little bit of a tough time right now man look we've all had you know that time where we want to feel all powerful in some you know mysterious aspect but it's okay man just it doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't matter everything's well, gonna work out no you're... <laughs> how did you know at the end of the day, I never wanted this life. I know. I, I I've know. always, I've always wanted to just open up a bed and breakfast. I was gonna call it rest and peas. <laughs> it was gonna have a vegan menu, cause that's what the kids like nowadays. But, but somewhere along the way, I think my mind went soft. I don't know what's going on anymore. And thank you for setting me on the right path, Austin Yates. I'm very glad to hear that. May I call you under? You may call me friend. Aww. Oh, that's great. Wait, why did the lights go out? 
Oh shit, he's gone. Taker is gone. Um, I'll just read right. this from my notes. <laughs> well, I love um, how Austin's like one and done, one and done, one and done. <laughs> <laughs> it was a full class, and Austin's just like, ah, whatever. It'll be fine. Uh, you just helped heal the scars of one of the most traumatized men in wrestling history. I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, As a side well, note. Uh, like putting the class on pause for a moment, you reminded me. Have you ever heard uh, Bear Stearns Bravo? No. I recently was informed of it. It's by the same guys who did uh, This Is My Milwaukee and Horse Ebooks, if you're familiar with either of those performance art projects. But yeah. uh, it, there's, there's a scene at one point where you are given a choice, like a series of choices, and if you guess that this absolute tough guy wanted to be a sommelier the scene opens with him sort of staring at you agape and he just kind of after a pause goes oh a sommelier <laughs> and it's it's beyond my ability to explain how pure and beautiful that scene is oh my god yeah i think i think he was going to work for taker at rest in peace <laughs> oh. um oh god but you know what blake That's great like, yeah. we might have to get jobs at Rest in Peas, because, you know, we got to make that money. Mm -hmm. And if you want to make, help us make that paper, <laughs> go on over to patreon.com slash a load of BS. That is correct. Oh, no, no, no. I'm still fucking here. And this fucking ugly ass cock didn't fucking help me with my anger problems. McGregor, could you well, just... Well, actually... You know Connor, this is, this is great timing, Mr. McGregor. Yo. Welcome back. Um, let me just say, all I've got to say, all I've got to say is to these fucking dirty motherfuckers listening right now is to go over to Patreon.com/slash a load of BS so these fuckers can pay me for appearing on this show one more fucking time. Well, you know what, Connor? If you do go over to Patreon.com/slash a load of BS, yeah, and maybe this can help it. you. <laughs> if you pledge a dollar or more a month, you get a monthly shout-out from the podcast. We get to call you out like our Patreon saint, Deborah Moore, hey. my adopted mom, Scotty's real mom. She's the best. If you pledge $5 or more a month, me and or Scotty will send weekly motivational videos. So we're going to keep you going through the week. Maybe when times are tough, when times are hard, when you got hard times, daddy, we're going to be there. The BS is going to be there for you. You know, we're going to help you. And you know, if you donate $30, you're going to get donated into the BS booty box. <laughs> and that is a box full of weekly, monthly, monthly t-shirts. We're going to design a new one every year send it to your house. And then we gonna put in some random good stuff. <laughs> stuff like condoms, M&M's, whatever. Packing peanuts. I don't give a fuck. Let's do it. Durst out! Um, okay, Durst is gone. Wait, um, when did Durst come back? Durst, it's okay. Durst is fine. Oh, that's good to hear. He was actually, he was crawling out of the hole. Uh, gotcha. Um, I think Connor got really mad, too. Well, hey, and yeah. he just kind of left. If you guys are all done jerking each other off here. Uh, <laughs> Mr. McGregor, you're welcome to come back in. Um, well, I, uh, hold on. Wait, wait, no, Austin. Austin, new segment. New segment. Oh, okay. But, Austin, uh, the one thing I think you don't know is that you are in a world that we have created. I, like, uh, since when? 
for how long? Well, uh, Blake, yes. have, you got, have you got it pulled up, right? I do. What? What? What do we want to? What chapter do we want to start on? Uh, chapter n- ten. So, Austin, if you go into the Skype, you will find a link to a document. Already document. got it open. Chapter ten. Rage. Yep, that document. You got it. Let Let's catch Austin up. So, Austin, here's what happened. Blake came to visit me, mm-hmm. but this horrible, this horrible wretched woman. Oh yeah. Came. He just tried to. He's been trying to kill us. Going through time and. uh... The only thing that saved us is actually you. Oh. And it's mm-hmm. been revealed, Austin, that I don't know if even you know this, but you are the immortal man. Oh. You have lived throughout time. You've been known by many names. Jesus, Rasputin, several names. Um, and so, uh, you know, you've come to save us, and she came to attack us again, and you threw us back into Velociraptor times, uh-huh. where we were adopted mm-hmm. by a group of Velociraptors, but now... The woman has taken Blake. She has stolen Blake from us while I lay dying on a mountainside next to my adopted raptor father. Uh, and where the fuck were you? You just haven't fucking... You, Blake, I got shot. Everything's gone yep. wrong, and you just weren't fucking there. You really... Like, you tossed us back in time millions of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just fucked off. Yeah. But I saved you that <laughs> one time, right? Yeah. That, right. That's true. That's let's, true. Let, let's get to it. Uh, chapter 10. Rage. Blake falls to his knees as he's thrown into a jail cell. The woman slams the door behind him and cackles maniacally. She leaves the bee to rot as he stares in fear. He observes his surrounding jail cell and shudders to think what may happen to him if he can't escape. He looks out the window to realize that he may be just as fr- threatened in the outside world. What the fuck? Blake comments, exasperated. He stares at a field of blackened grass. The grass wasn't burned, it was just black. It was like the very life had been sucked out of the greenery. Purple smoke pours out of the ground and seems to dance across the landscape. Blake sits on his cot and sighs. (sighs) Well, I'm gonna fucking die. (laughs) Ah, don't worry about it, bud. A A voice calls from the top bunk. Blake hadn't been aware of this other presence in the room. Blake's new roommate pops his head down. Uh, you're gonna be fine. We all gotta go to jail sometimes, but you'll make it out safe. The man's eyes widen as he looks on Blake's face. He seems shaken by the very look of the appearance of Blake here. What is it? Blake asks, concerned. The bearded figure retreats to the top bunk. Uh, hey, excuse me. Blake pops out of his bed and climbs up to the man's bunk. What the fuck is wrong with you? Look. The man's tone had shifted. He looks upon Blake with grave sincerity. I've been here over 50 years, kid. I've seen all types of people come and go, and I give them that same little pep talk. It'll be alright. Don't worry. Jail ain't so bad. I'm usually right for the most part, too. But you? I know you. And you will die here. Thanks, Enzo. Fucking whore! I scream out across the Jurassic Wasteland. Austin had been staring at my enraged screaming for about 15 minutes now. She took my friend! She she shot my Velociraptor dad! She fucked with the people I care about most, and for that, oh, she's gonna fucking die! Alright, buddy, let's just, uh... Austin finishes healing Papa Raptor and approaches me, laying a hand on my newly repaired shoulder. Let's calm down, okay? 
You calm down! I scream in Austin's face. Honestly, probably not a good idea to scream at the immortal mystic, but fuck it, I was angry. Just open the fucking portal thing, do your mystical hand-wavy shit, and get me to where I can get Blake back and kill that bitch! Scotty, I'm saying this to you as a friend. Austin places a hand on my shoulder. She will literally murder the fuck out of you. <laughs> I stare at him in silent disbelief. How dare he stop me from finding my friend? I walk over to Papa Raptor and stand him up, preparing to ride away on his mighty back. Scotty, please, I can help you, but you must have patience. You can't just do this right now. You're too weak. <laughs> I'm too weak? I scream in his face. You're the one who let her survive back at the bar. You're the one who apparently couldn't get the job done at the Waffle House. You're the one who didn't show up on time when she fucking shot me in the shoulder and stole Blake. I'm not the fucking weak one here. I attempt to climb up on Papa Raptor, but he pushes me away. What? I stare up at Papa as he gestures with his head towards Austin. Oh, now you're on his side? Fine. I'll go on my own then. I stare at Papa angrily and try to push past him. He didn't like that. In fact, all raptor humanity seemed to leave his face, and I was now just staring at a fucking scary-ass velociraptor. Papa? D Papa, no! Papa chases after me, gnashing his mighty teeth and nipping at my heels. Austin stares as I run in circles around the pre precipice of this cliff, being chased by a velociraptor. <laughs> Suddenly, a rock catches my heel, and I fall backwards. The man I once called Papa Raptor closes in on me. I scuttle backwards, attempting to find salvation, but the loosely packed mountainside had other ideas. The ground gives way, and I fall back with no earth to catch me. This is how I die. Oh, snap! I'm fucking dead, and Blake is gonna die, too! Can I just... Damn. Can I ask something? Yes. Why isn't his name Parappa the Raptor? <laughs> no, that's one of our brothers. We have several brothers. One of them is Parappa the Raptor. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, that's, that's that right. might that might be a shirt idea in the future is to make a Parappa the Raptor. I could also I like see that. Papa. Copyright. Uh, that yeah. way he can still be your papa. Yeah. Uh, um, hold right. up. Uh, real quick, let's take a quick break before because I have to go to the bathroom. All right, go do that. All right, I'll be right back. What Blake doesn't know, Austin, is that he's not in Chapter 11, so he can go fuck himself. Oh, we do two chapters in one go? We do three chapters, son. Jeepers, jammy, crambles. Yeah. Uh, chapter 11, Free Falling. As I see the ground rising up to meet me, I cry. Betrayed by all that I love. Betrayed by Austin, who refused to help me save Blake. Betrayed by my Papa Raptor, who sent me careening to my death. I close my eyes, resigned to my fate. Tears roll down my cheek as my life flashes before my eyes. I see the first time Blake and I began recording our podcast. We're pretty fucking terrible. Still terrible, actually. I see the first time I met Blake at college. We'd both grown so much since then. I see my high school years. Kinda just gloss over those. I see my childhood growing up on the farm, picking corn and twanging my guitar. Mama sat on the porch with our old dog, Skip. Now Skip was a mighty dog, and we fit Daddy, in. Uh, open your eyes. Austin calls to me. I look around to discover my body still on the cliff. I stare up at disbelief. I can make portals with my magic hands. I just teleport you back up. Only is kind of a non-issue here. I look over at Papa Raptor, who stares down at me apologetically. I'm sure he'd hug me if his arms were longer. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Me and Papa Raptor go back a long time. I knew he'd help you understand. Fine. Teach me. I begin to stand up, but Austin puts a hand on my shoulder. Well, I don't know. I don't think you really mean it. Austin remarks. I stare up at him in disbelief. Are you... Are you fucking with me right now? I try to stand up again, but his hand holds me in place. Well, I mean, I can't teach someone who doesn't want to be taught. Austin smirks at me as I stare up at him with with wide eyes. Those kinds of eyes that say, Am I about to have to smack an immortal bitch right now? Austin, Blake's gonna die. We don't have time for this bullshit. Blake will be fine. Blake screams as the red-headed woman cracks his kneecaps with a baseball bat, attempting to torture information out of him. Are you sure he'll be fine? I look at Austin, concerned. She dunks his head back into a tub of water, his head covered with cloth. Blake didn't know what was covering his face more, water or tears. Of course. Perfectly safe. Austin smiles at me. I felt assured that my best friend was truly safe. Blake's only solace was that he knew his friends were quickly coming to save him as she slowly shoves a needle down his urethral. Well, I guess he'll be okay then. I look up at Austin, genuinely ready to achieve a new level of power. Teach me. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it was a chapter without you. Yeah, I'm, you weren't involved. You... All, all you did was get tortured to death. No, 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 no. No, nigga, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what, what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, wait, are you upset Kay. about the urethra thing? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm upset about it. You is seem it a little deal? upset. Is, 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 I'm is a little it? upset. That's fair. <laughs> Look, it's all about comedic timing. It's all about comedy. Uh, is that why you're glad that I waited? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. So, so, uh, so I guess that's probably your least favorite chapter so far. Look, hey, I'm not saying that Scotty gets to go fuck off with the immortal dude and learn a <laughs> bunch of cool shit while I get waterboarded and needles shoved up my urethra. You just got a needle down your dick hole. It's fine. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying. You know, that's a that's a little. Uh, well, Blake, you know, maybe if you weren't so amazing that you had to get kidnapped because this bitch hates you, you'd be fucking off for the immortal dude, too. <laughs> you know what, Scotty? That only goes so far. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey. Well, maybe you'll find some solace in Chapter 12. Would you like chapter- Would you like what? a guest announcer for Chapter 12? Yeah, just read our title. Chapter 12, The Hero We Deserve. Blake sits, exasperated on the bed, his body weak from the daily torturing. Daryl, his cellmate, climbs off the bed and sits next to him. Daryl had been Blake's only solace in this hell. Blake's eyes slowly began to close when suddenly electricity flows through the collar on his neck, keeping him awake. Daryl sighs and stands up, holding out his hand for Blake. Stand up, Daryl remarks as Blake exasperatedly climbs out of the bed. Daryl peels back the mattress and pulls out a small shoebox that he had stashed underneath the mattress. Can I show you something? Sure. Blake comments, still half asleep. As he sits back on the bed, the sheer comfort of the mattress causes him to almost fall asleep again. He jumps as he gets shocks once again. You recognize that guy? 
Daryl hands over a newspaper to Blake. <laughs> the paper looks torn and nearly destroyed. Daryl had done some intense work just to smuggle it in. When Blake sees what's on the paper, however, he knows that it was worth it. The headline reads, Hero Takes Office, and underneath was an image that Blake couldn't believe was real. Is that... me? Blake stares at the photo of a much older version of himself, standing beside a large marble statue of himself. Don't get too excited, bud. Daryl hands over another newspaper clipping. This one featuring an image of scattered marble. Blake's statue had been nearly destroyed, or had been destroyed, and standing in its stead was that bitch of a woman. Blake stares in confusion. The headline reads simply, Assassination. The death of a hero. Damn it! I swirl my hands in the air, attempting to create a portal. Purple energy fizzles from my fingertips, but no portal appears. I swirl faster and faster, trying to create something, but once again, nothing appears. What the fuck? Scotty, it took me a millennia to master this technique. We spent a day on it. I don't expect to be a master just yet. But we have to save Blake! I scream, concentrating on my hands. I know you said he'll be safe, but I know that won't last forever. Scotty, I'm a time traveler. I feel Austin approach behind me. We have literally all of the time in the world. Suddenly, I hear the scream of Papa Raptor. I turn to discover a group of cavemen assaulting Papa. I flash back to the death of Mama and attempt to run towards them, but Austin's hands grasp onto my shoulders. Concentrate. Austin whispers. If you truly want to save him, then create a portal. Teleport him away. Use your power. I glare back at Austin. My eyes fill with rage. I turn back to face Papa Raptor, taking on the cavemen, and take a deep breath. I swirl my hands in the air, but once again, no portal appears. A caveman shoves a spear into Papa Raptor's side. Fuck! I try to break Austin's grip to no avail. I feel like a fool spinning my hands in the air like a fucking idiot. And fucking Austin just refuses to let me just fight these guys. I could kick their asses and save Papa in no time. This portal stuff... This portal stuff is bullshit. I don't want to teleport him away. I want to make sure those cavemen never get their hands on another person again. I want to make them fucking pay. Scotty, look. I feel Austin's hand release my shoulders as he gasps. I look down at my hands and discover a large circle of purple energy dancing between my hands. Now, teleport him away. I stare at the fiercely spinning energy and smirk. No. I spin faster and faster. The purple energy seems to fart. Seems to fart. The purple energy seems to sharpen, forming sharp points. The circle grows in my hands as the purple energy turns a dark red. I pull my hands apart, now forming three red blades. This has now gotten the cavemen's attention as they begin to approach me. I send the blades flying towards them furiously. The first caveman's head gets quickly taken off by one of my blades. The second and third cavemen are easily dispatched as well with quick throws from my energy blades. Suddenly, a large caveman appears from behind Papa Raptor. This man of pure brawn walks towards me, not phased by my energy blasts. The discs fly back into my hands and, my, and I smirk. Hey Austin, you know the difference between me and you? I smirk, looking back at the Eternity Man. I take the third blades and slam them back together, making a gigantic spinning death blade. Please, don't say I make the... Austin attempts to interrupt. I make this look good! 
I finish my sentence as I shove the blade in the ground, sending it violently spinning towards the caveman like a giant sawmill, and he was some prehistoric two-by-fours. I smile wickedly as the blade slices him in half. Papa Raptor walks up and quietly eats the leftovers of caveman stew. Well, I turn back to Austin. I'd call that a win. Boom! I'm coming to save you, motherfucker! With my spinning death blades! Austin, I'd like to take this moment to say I would be very grateful if you taught me how to use portals. Uh... You know, I honestly don't use them that much myself in reality. <laughs> Usually what I do is uh, I'll wait out you know, an entire universe cycle, portal myself yeah. back to the start of time, and then like do it again but in different places. Yeah. Um, well, you know something, Blake? This is a 45-chapter saga, and you clearly go on to become a god-king of this strange world, so... I have a feeling you're gonna get some badass moments, too. I don't know. I have a feeling that I become dead. Hold on, let me quietly write chapter 13. Blake dies. <laughs> also, uh, you have to think, I'm looking at this from the perspective of Blake that's in fucking jail, and also Austin that says he's a time traveler and has all the time in the world, but doesn't come back at the exact mo moment that Blake gets put in fucking jail, so Blake <laughs> still has to fucking suffer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I never said Although, I was a good man. I don't know where this keeps coming. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, um, I, I, I don't want to give too much away, but I will reveal that basically your jail cell is a world outside of time, and that's why he can't really come get you, is because we have to find you. If Thanks, you're not, Austin. You're not in our stream as of right now. Um, but, but also, I'm, I just, I'm having a tough time to be fucked enough to go for it. <laughs> to be fucked enough. Oh. Um, well, Austin Yates, do you have anything <laughs> to plug? Anything to advertise? A Twitter profile? Where can they find you, buddy? Uh, gosh, I don't know. I, I'm not really good at showing up places. You can kind of find me at Nuclear Burns at Twitter. Uh, mm -hmm. But even then, it's a little tough. I'm not exactly present. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't even know you had a Twitter. I know. I don't. Well, we'll tag we'll tag you in there, buddy. Shoot for the stars, and you'll still find disappointment there. <laughs> oh, we need to have Austin on more. We just need to have him on constantly. Uh, Blakey Tan, where can they find you, my man? Uh, you can find me in a jail cell outside of space and time, uh, getting needles shoved up my dick. <laughs> the anti Tardis. <laughs> uh, you could also find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter where I will complain about said dick needles. <laughs> <laughs> and at the Darkroom Vidya Day on five. YouTube she where we will stream needles. while people stick needles up my urethra. Oh, but speaking of streaming, Blakey Tan, we have got a big announcement. This is the end of an era, Blake. Have you had your dick out this whole episode? Because this is the last week you can have your dick out. Because... <laughs> Next you say week, that. <laughs> next week, we're starting the stream. The BS stream. So next week, uh, we're going to be doing something on Christmas Eve. Then on New Year's Eve, we're actually going to be part of the 24-hour Diamond Club TV 
24-hour stream extravaganza. We're going to be part of that. And then from there on out, we're going to be streaming our shows live. So you guys don't have to wait to get it on the podcast app you use. You can just come and watch <laughs> us do it. Chat with us in it. It's going to be fucking amazing. I can't wait. And I didn't. Also, I didn't know we were doing it on Christmas Eve. We might not be doing it on Christmas Eve. No, well, not Christmas Eve. Uh, when the I'm Eve down, of Christmas Eve. My Christmas Eve, which is going to be the Thursday I'm in Alabama before I have to come back. Um, and so, also, I'm Scotty Mo. Find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E M O. You can find my book, Quezel Corp at Quezel Corp. That's Q U E Z A L C O R P. You can find both of us on a load of pure bs.com you can buy our merch at merch dot a load of pure bs.com you can donate to us dot to patreon.com slash a load of bs find us on facebook at a load of bs find us on twitter at a load of pure bs except no substitutes you lovely bitches and we gonna see you next week hey <laughs>